1: Live. Hello, folks. This is Michael Adams again. It is March 7, 2015. And we are going on to do this show <clears throat> uh, called Washington's Pope? Question mark. We'll start out with an interview uh, by James Colbert at ColbertReports.com of Michael and I believe... His name is Kosh Sudovsky, and it's globalresearch.ca. <clears throat> and the title of it, of uh, this interview, is Pope Francis and the Dirty War. Uh, Michael Kosh Sudovsky on GRTV, which was Gun and Butter. I think that's what it's called. Not Gun and Butter, What but is it's actually called Actually, it's Global Research TV. That's what it's called. Duh. Um, anyways, here's an author's notes. From the outset of the military regime in 1976, I was visiting Professor... Oh, it just jumped on me again. ...of Social Policy Institute of the University of Nacio de Cordoba, Argentina. My major research focus at the time was to investigate the social impacts of the deadly macroeconomic reforms adopted by the military junta. I was teaching at the University of Cordoba during the initial wave of assassinations, which also targeted progressive grassroots groups of the Catholic clergy, so they weren't even spared. The northern industrial city of Cordoba was the center of the resistance movement. I witnessed how the Catholic hierarchy actively and routinely supported the military junta, creating an atmosphere of intimidation and fear. Throughout the country. The general feeling at the time was that Argentinians had been betrayed by the upper echelon of the Catholic Church. Three years earlier, at the time of Chile's September 11, 1973, military coup, leading to the overthrow of the popular unity government of Salvador uh, Allende, I was visiting professor at the Institute of Economics, Catholic University of Chile, uh, Santiago de Chile. In the immediate wake of the coup in Chile, I witnessed how the Cardinal of Santiago, Raul Silva, uh, Hen, Hen uh, he Henriques, 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 I don't know, it's like that. It's H E N R I Q U E S. Acting on behalf of the Catholic Church, confronted the military dictatorship, and then it has here a little author uh, about the author Michael Cost. Uh, 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 Kosuduki is an award winning author, professor of economics um, uh, emeritus at the University of Ottawa, founder and director of the Center for Research on Globalization, CRG, Montreal editor of Global Research. He has taught as a visiting professor in Western Europe, Southeast Asia, Pacific and Latin America, he has served as economic advisor to governments of developing countries and has acted as a consultant for several international organizations. He is the author of 11 books including The Globalization of Poverty and the New World Crisis. The Great Depression of the 21st century, 2009. Editor towards a uh, ward towards a World War III scenario. The dangers of nuclear war, 2011. Globalization of war, America's long war against humanity, 2015. He is a contributor to. The Encyclopedia Britannica, uh, his writings have been published into more than 20 languages. In 2014, he was awarded with the Gold Medal of, for Merit of the Republic of Serbia for his writing, uh, writings on NATO's War of Aggression in Yugoslavia. He can be reached at uh, CRGED, so crg editor at yahoo.com. And I'm thinking about reaching out to him and see if he'll come on the show and be interviewed. That would be interesting if he's willing to do that. Uh, don't blame him if he doesn't want to. But he might. Who knows? You know, the Pope is coming in September, we have a joint session of Congress, and we are talking about this particular gentleman. And those who listen to this, I hope you take this show very seriously, and that you pass it on to others. Now, if you don't, what's that mother Mark do about it? I could try to advertise this a few ways, but I guess, but you know what? I really don't have the time. So I'm hoping those who listen will actually contribute a little bit and try to promote and tell people what the heck's going on. Anyways, it will be a little bit of rustling. Then I'll start the show. It is on YouTube if you want to. It's called Pope Francis and the Dirty War.
0: billion Catholics around the world watched as the Vatican conclave elected Jorge Mario Bergoglio as the next Pope. But now, as researchers like Professor Michel Chosodosky at the University of Ottawa are pointing out, Bergoglio's past points to his likely involvement in crimes against humanity. This is the GRTV feature interview with your host James Corbett and our special guest, Professor Michel Chosodosky.
2: Uh Essentially, uh during the military government, 1976-1983, Bergoglio was provincial of Argentina's Society of Jesus. In other words, he was the top Jesuit official in the country and wielded tremendous power. And when the dictatorship was installed in 76, um, he, as well as the the Catholic clergy in general, the Catholic... uh, Hierarchy was firmly behind the junta, and that junta was involved in mass killings and assassinations. Um, so that what happened was, first of all, the court of place and the Catholic hierarchy was essentially supportive of the military in uh, in the targeted assassinations, as well as the campaign against so-called leftists. And this also included members of the Catholic uh, clergy. Now, I so happened to be teaching in Argentina at that time. I was at the National University of Cordoba, which is a northern industrial city. It's the second largest city after Buenos Aires. It really is. The, it, it, it really is. The, it was the heart of the resistance movement. It was also a, a stronghold of the labor unions. And um, I witnessed that, that period. Uh, um, I, I mean, it, it was impossible not to witness it, because it was a daily occurrence. And the the church blessing the, the armed forces, um, reports of nuns being killed and kidnapped and so on. We didn't actually witness the what, what was sub- subsequently called uh, the dirty war, like Azusha, uh, because that was revealed subsequently. But we had there was a feeling that the church was behind the military, firmly behind the military. And that was in contrast to the situation, let's say, in Chile. And I, I, I lived through the coup in Chile on, um, three years earlier, on 11 on September 1973, the cardinal of um, Santiago de Chile, uh, Cardinal Silva um, Enriquez, took a very firm stance against the government of Augusto Pinochet. And thousands of lives were were uh, saved as a result. Now, the position of the, of the Catholic Church and the involvement of Jorge Mario Bergogli was exactly the opposite. Not only did they support the junta, but they actually collaborated with the junta, And that is very clear in, in, uh, even in statements made by uh, by, uh, by General Jorge Videla, who led the, the military charter, who, was then, who is now serving a life sentence. But he made statements uh, after, uh, after his arrest and, and indictment to the fact that, that uh, not only uh, did the military commit these atrocities, but they also consulted the Catholic hierarchy, as to how they should proceed. And, and uh, they, they said, uh, they said uh, I, I quote textually, uh, that we kept the Catholic hierarchy informed about the disappearing of political opponents. Okay? They were involved in the policy of, of arresting people, disappearing them, dropping them from aircrafts, and so on. And Jorge Villera said, uh, this was an interview which was published recently in in a Spanish magazine, he said, we had many conversations uh, with with senior members of the church, including at that time Cardinal Raul Francisco Primatesa, uh, about how the dirty war should be conducted, how we should go after these people. And, quote, they advised us about the manner in which to deal with the situation. And that included not only the the actions that they should take in relation to the disappeared, but what they would do with the children. And we recall that those children were then uh, adopted even by members of the military. Now, prior to the coup, and that's very important, I'm trying to place a little bit of context, and, and Verdogno played a very key role because he was a very, very influential figure, and he also had a personal relationship uh, with um, General Jorge Videla and with Emilio Macera, who was essentially the architect of the, of the assassination and disappearance project. They established a, uh, they established, uh, uh, a prison where these people would would go, and then they would torture them, and then they would drop them from aircraft. And Emilio Macera, was he was the admiral. He was part of the triumvirate, the the three leaders who who led this coup from the army, the air force, and the navy. He was head of the navy, and he put this together. And he was very close to the junta, very close. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, he was very close to the to the church, so that. Uh, what you had is a situation of complicity between members of the Catholic church uh the hierarchy and senior members of, of the junta and another dimension of that is that you had uh the Vatican and the representative of the Vatican which also was playing a very key role in that regard and that was the that was the uh, the nuncio piolaghi and Piolaghi was was very close to Admiral Emilio uh, Macera who was involved in in, the, in these atrocities. Um, now, just prior to the, just prior to the coup, uh, which took place on March 24, 1976, uh, senior members of the Catholic Church had meetings with the military. And I presume they were also informed of what was going on. And on the day... Uh, following the coup, in fact, on the day of the takeover itself, the military leaders had lengthy meetings with uh, with the bishops' conference, um, and uh, they were given the green light. Essentially, they were given the green light, and uh, the, the representative of the bishops' conference said, uh, "Quote: uh, He urged he urged Argentinians, quote to cooperate." in a positive way with the new government, which was, I would say, one of the most repressive and criminal governments uh, in South America in the course of of modern history. Um, And and this background defines also the actions of of Jorge Mario Bergoglio, uh, who later became cardinal, but at the time he was provincial of the Society of Jesus, and uh, he, uh, uh, he was sued in 2005 uh, in a criminal, it was a criminal suit uh, for having handed over two members of, uh, two Jesuit members who were involved in, in uh, grassroots projects in the slum areas in, in Buenos Aires. He handed them over, to uh, to the military, uh, together with six other members of the parish who were involved in in, in grassroots uh, activities in support of the poor, they were teachers. They were young women. Uh, four women, um, young teachers, handed over together with two of their husbands, and these people disappeared. They were never. They 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 were never. Uh, you know, they are presumed dead and assassinated by the junta uh, the two priests were um, were released five months later that they, they were just dispatched in some suburb of Buenos Aires they'd been tortured and uh, the one of the one of the priests actually uh, accused um, Francis Pope Francis previously provincial. Mario uh, of, of having handed them over to the death squads uh, alongside uh, these, uh, these six members of their parish who were killed. And there, there's ample evidence to the fact that he was responsible for these actions. He had a very close, as I said, he had a very close link with, with, the, with, with the military and, and he consulted with the military. Uh, and he didn't take a position against the military. He didn't take a position against the military. The, the, the military, there was another, yeah, there was another important aspect, is that they, and that what came out in the testimony of Jorge Benina, uh subsequently after his, his arrest in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the 1980s. He said we would always consult with the Catholic Church before we arrested members of the clergy. Okay. We would always consult, and we would get the green light from them, so that there was there was a collaboration. It wasn't simply, you know, we took these people, and then, uh, you know, uh, and then members of the hierarchy would say, "No, you shouldn't." No, they they actually said, um, and, and they actually said, "Yes, we uh, we arrested members of the clergy, we tortured them, we disappeared them, but we also we always consulted." With the Catholic hierarchy, as to how to to do this, and particularly when it was members of um, of, of their clergy, so it was always a, a person who was responsible. So, it, 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 with regard to the two Jesuits who were who were uh, kidnapped by the death squads, um, the understanding is that this was something he knew about, and um, the lawyer. Um, who, uh, who launched the lawsuit, Miriam Bregman, uh, said that Bagdadius own statements proved that church officials knew from early on that the junta was torturing and killing its citizens, and uh, and yet publicly endorsed the dictators. And uh, she said essentially the dictators could not have operated this way without this key
0: support well this is fascinating specifically because of the timing at which this comes and for those who don't know there's the largest so far the largest mass trial um, yet in the case of Operation Condor now just now in in the last few weeks there's been a uh, the beginning of a mass trial of 24 Argentinians and one Uruguayan in relation to those uh, atrocities uh, three decades ago. And and now we have, uh, at this precise moment, the appointment of the first ever uh, uh, Pope from the Americas uh, in the history of the Catholic Church. Why why is this uh, happening right now, and how does this augur for the future of, of the Catholic Church?
2: Well, this is something which has been... Uh, Ongoing for you know for the last 20 years, the 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 survivors of of the dirty war have taken action, particularly in Argentina, because Argentina was really the mainstay of this of this dirty war and Operation Condor. But I should I should give a, a, a background to this. Uh, uh, the United States Secretary of State Henry Kissinger played a behind the scenes role not only in the, in the military coups in, uh, in um, Argentina, but also in Chile. And that's fairly well known. When uh, when the, the coup was implemented in 1976 in, in, uh, in Argentina, Kissinger's top deputy on Latin America, William Rogers, uh, told him a few days after the coup, he said, We've got to expect a fair amount of repression, probably a good deal of blood in Argentina before too long. But in effect, also, um, Emilio Macera, who was responsible for implementing Operation Condor in Argentina, that is the admiral, uh, he took his instructions from Washington. He, he acknowledges this. He was trained at the School of America. Uh, he was very close to the U.S. military, and he set up this—he uh, set up this, 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 in the interrogation and torture center at the Naval School of Mechanics, which is in the in the southern Buenos Aires. Uh, it was a sophisticated, multi-purpose establishment. It was there to assassinate t- uh, several thousand so-called enemies of the state. We're talking about something of the order of 30,000, but uh, again, those figures are impossible to verify. Now, um, we know that, that Emilio Macera uh, was in, in fact the mastermind of this, of this dirty war as far as Argentina was concerned, and he was also in close liaison with Washington throughout. He assisted in the development of Plan Condor, which was a collaborative scheme, uh, and uh, it, which was led throughout Latin America uh, against uh, leftists or, or people who opposed uh, U.S. hegemony uh, in uh, in Latin America.
0: Well then, I suppose the the other question or the other part of this is, to what extent is this being covered in the mainstream media and to what extent is the real meat of this story being covered up by the the scant reporting we've seen on this so far? Well, this is
2: a very important question. What I've noticed, at least as far as the Western media is concerned, is that some of this came out uh, immediately following uh, the election by the conclave of, of the Vatican um, that there was mention of that and even in, in, uh, in main, mainstream publications like the Washington Post and, and the Los Angeles Times but the more recent uh, the, 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 the Vatican then uh, started accusing uh, certain media of defamation at least that, that was their official statement and I noticed that now uh, the, the media in chorus is presenting Pope Francis as the man of the people, committed to helping the poor, in the footsteps of St. Francis of Assisi. Uh, he took the, you know, he took the name Francis because he said he was an admirer of, of St. Francis of Assisi, uh, and he's portrayed in the Western media, mantra essentially as a as somebody who is grassroots and committed to. Uh, to, uh, you know, to, to social justice. Um, his personal history and his endeavors under the military charter point exactly to the opposite. He was consistently um, targeting progressive members of the Catholic clergy as well as those uh, committed human rights activists uh, who were working with Catholic uh, clergymen, and he was also um, undermining um, anti-poverty programs implemented by, you know, grassroots organizations, which might be ca- categorized as leftist. There were certainly, uh, at that time, there was, uh, in Argentina, a very important uh, leftist uh, uh, tendency, and uh, these were not necessarily politically inclined people, but uh, to say that he's a man of the people, uh, if he were a man of the people, he would have gone against the junta, he would have taken a stance like Cardinal Cavigliès. He didn't. He handed over the he handed over the human rights activists uh, and, and to members to the members of the military, and he he also uh, focused, um, you know, his his attention on on the members of the clergy involved in grassroots actions, who were some of them were members of. Of the theology of liberation, because there was a there was a firm divide between the, the hierarchy of the Catholic Church on the one hand and and the grassroots. Now, I, I personally, uh, from my standpoint, as far as uh, Jorge Mario Bergoglio is concerned, uh, by supporting Argentina's Dirty War, he has blatantly violated the very tenets of. Uh, of Christian morality, which in effect cherishes the value of human life. He has handed over people to the death squads, and this is fairly well established. And this is a, a very serious precedent in, uh, in, um, uh, as far as Vatican is concerned. We've, we've had a lot of popes which have tenuous backgrounds, but this is the first time, at least in modern history, that we have a pope which is accused of having committed crimes against humanity. And those accusations uh, are, to a large extent, documented uh, by the role of the Catholic Church in the course of this uh, dirty war from
0: 1976 to 1983. For more on this story, another breaking news for a please go to globalresearch.ca. For more research and analysis by James Corbett, please go to CorbettReport.com.
1: Okay, sorry for the rustling. The noise. Anyways, anybody ever hears this should have great concern now. How the historical and biblical Antichrist is showing up to the United States of America and how he uh, is not really the man of the people. So now, we're going to go to this article from globalresearch.ca uh, um, Washington's Pope. Who is Pope Francis I? Cardinal Jorge Mario Bergoglio, and Argentina's Dirty War. This article was first published in March 2013 following the election by the Vatican Conclave of Cardinal Jorge Mario Bergoglio. I can never say that man's name. I'm kind of glad he changed his name to Pope Francis a heck of a lot easier. Uh, In the course of the last year, Pope Francis has been portrayed in course by Western media as a left-leaning champion of liberation theology committed to global poverty alleviation. According to London's Telegraph, Pope Francis is bringing liberation theology into the Vatican. And now, the next step in all his is now we're going to study what liberation theology is. And I'm sure there's a twisted mess behind that, I'm sure.
3: Uh, liberation Theology.
1: Of course, I've heard of it, but I haven't done much research on it. So, According to London's uh, Telegraph, Pope Francis is bringing liberation theology into the Vatican in the footsteps of Francis of Assisi. Haha uh-huh. The uh, preferential option for the poor has... So, to speak been uh, reintegrated into the Catholic mainstream under the helm of Pope Francis I. Liberation theology, according to uh, Ambrose Evans, pictured writing in the Telegraph, quote "Now has the papal eh, in primator." It is close to becoming official doctrine for the world's 1.2 billion American Catholics under Evangelii uh, uh, Gaudium, the Pope's first apostolic uh, exhortation. This will be consequences Emphasized,
2: added, okay.
1: This um, so will help consequences.
2: All
3: right, Let's see
1: if we can get this to move. <clears throat> what the Western media failed to mention is Jorge Maria Mario Bogogoglio, of Francis I, was one of the main supporters within the Catholic hierarchy of the Argentina's military dictatorship which came to power in a CIA supported coup in nineteen seventy six. So we see the CIA, the US government, the Roman Catholic Church is a military coup in Argentina. You think there might be a connection in all that being Catholic first. Just a question, I don't know. What would be the odds of it? Mario Magorlio not only supported the dictatorship, he also played a direct and complicit role in the Dirty War and liaison with the military junta headed by General Jorge Vadella, leading to the arrest, imprisonment, torture, torture, and disappearance of progressive Catholic priests and laymen who were opposed to Argentina's military rule. Do you think something like that could happen
4: here, folks? This should be a strong
1: evidence to all those quote-unquote liberal Catholics Catholics in this country to wake up realize how the hierarchy of your church sees you and of course it wouldn't happen to you except for one problem it's happened to everybody everywhere they've had this opportunity to enforce their wickedness their martial law their fascist Dictates on others,
4: you will
1: you will not be exempt from any of this. A guy like me, that's understandable. No one's going to cry for me. Argentina won't be crying for Mike Adams. Nor will the United States government or any people of this country cry for a guy like me.
3: You folks better understand, now I'm talking about Roman Catholics
1: now, and non-Roman Catholics. They have abused you and your children, stole your money, lied to you, deceived you, and now this man, who supposedly the vote, is coming to have a joint session in the Congress. Do you really believe in any way this is it gonna be good for you?
3: That you're gonna be exempt because the guy, quote unquote, is a Catholic?
1: Jesuit at that. Do you think he might have other intentions? Why all of a sudden does these first is Netanyahu, and there's a little big protest that could went on? Couple days ago, you gonna be any protest in September when the Pope shows up? A man that really should have a protest. I'm not saying Netanyahu shouldn't have had a protest. He's obviously a wicked man himself, but he is nothing compared to the biblical, historical, and prophetic
3: Antichrist that Luther recognized he was, and all the others.
1: Will you care? Will you do anything? Will you protest? Will you demand your congresswoman or man not to uh, support this?
3: You think there might be a problem here?
1: man, not only is he going to go and have a joint session to Congress, the first time ever religious leaders ever done that, but then he's going to go to the UN and address them. Because it's no big deal. Huh? It makes, you know, what's the difference, sir? Huh? Yeah, so what if they kill a million or two of us in this country? As long as we have our job, right? We'll do what we need to do. We'll take the mark of the beast. Thank you, Thank you, Pope, God, man.
4: Antichrist. What will you do?
1: Odds are, nothing's going to be done, is there? <laughs> Unless enough of this, keep on talking about it until it becomes a nuisance. And then finally, people start thinking how inappropriate it is
4: that the Pope has come to have a joint session of Congress. Okay. Sorry about all that. Okay.
1: So we're talking about the uh the Dirty Wars, about general. Jorge Vadella leading the arrest, of course, in connection with Bogogolio from Francis. Uh, imprisonment, torture, and disappearance of progressive Catholic priests and laymen who were opposed to Argentina's military rule, while two priests, Francisco Angelic, I think it's Y, or uh, I don't know how you pronounce Y, Orlando, in and, and, and Spanish, uh, Yorio? Uh, Yorio? Oh, kidnapped by death squads in May of 1976, what a time, uh, were released five months later after having been tortured. Six other people associated with the parish kidnapped are at, uh, part of the same operation were disappeared that's all I think, they like to call it. Disappeared. Uh, dis... Dis... disappeared. I don't know how to say... What we'll to say? Dis, dis, disappeared. <laughs> if anybody does Spanish... Uh, did they have an ex-wife that could speak five, six or seven more languages for me? She could have done it for me, but we are not together because of many reasons, so... One thing is, we're different as oil and water, night and day. So, um, liberation theology has become a convenient tool of media propaganda. The propagandists of oppression are portrayed as liberators. Pope Francis the first as the champion of liberation in Latin America, is now bringing his message to Palestine. Hey! According to uh, uh, Naim Atik, the founder of liberation theology in Palestine, quoted in Time, the magazine, I guess, we feel he has been able to speak about the poor in Latin America now we sh- would like to see him speak about the oppressed in Palestine well speaking about something and actually doing something sometimes really can be dramatically different at a historic meeting at the Vatican in early of May of 2014 with UN Secretary General uh, Bain Ki Moon, Pope Francis first urged the world leaders to challenge all forms of injustice. Now we've got to figure out what that means, coming from him. (laughs) And resist the economy of exclusion, the throwaway culture, and the culture of death, which sadly risks Becoming passive accept, Passively Accepted, National Catholic Reporter, May 26, uh, 2014. Well, that's really ironic when you think about all that. Culture or death, that would be Roman Catholicism. Throwaway culture, that would be Roman Catholicism. Economic exclusion, that would be Roman Catholicism. If you're not Roman Catholic and a completely obedient uh, serf, slave to, the, to Rome, In the hierarchy, then you will be excluded. And the Bible tells us that in Revelation it just makes pretty clear. And all forms of injustice. But the unjust dictating what justice is, this world just gets weirder and weirder and weirder to me. Careful. Choice of words by Pope Francis, the dirty war in Latin America under Operation Condor, in which he participated, was uh, uh, predicated on
3: the culture of death.
1: This culture of death, man, they really are obsessed with death, aren't they? 1976 military queue was supported by Wall Street precisely with the view to imposing the economic exclusion uh, conducive to the impoverishment of the Argentinian population. And uh, this is an article from May 28, uh, 2013. Michael Kossadowski, the name the no, they, fortunately, they said it on the recording, so if you want to know his proper name, listen to the recording with the interview uh, with uh, James Corbett. Washington's Pope. Who is Pope Francis I? Cardinal Jorge Mario Begoglio and Argentina's Dirty War by Michael, uh, once again, Kosudowski, And this is March 13th 2013. Let's see update on secret. Uh, wow, memorandum. Anyways, uh, the Vatican Conclave has elected. Yeah, okay. Who is? Okay, who is? Aurelio Mario. Uh, Bergoglio? and two, in 1973, he had been appointed provincial of the Argentinian of Argentina for the Society of Jesus. That means he was the head Jesuit. He was in charge of the Inquisition in Argentina, along with many other atrocities, things. In this capacity, Bogolio was the highest ranking Jesuit in Argentina during the military dictatorship led by General uh, Jorge uh, Vedilla. From 1976 to 1983, and uh, you know the hell that we could go through. This country could be just that long. And ironically, it's seven years almost to the date. It's sure like having their little seven-year periods of great tribulation, don't they? He later became bishop and archbishop of Buenos Aires, Pope. John Paul II elevated him to the title of Cardinal in 2001. When the military junta relinquished power in 1983, the duly elected president, Raul Alfonsin, um, set up a truth commission pertaining to the crimes underlying the Dirty War. The military junta had been supported covertly by Washington. Imagine that. The US, U.S. Secretary of State Henry Kissinger played a behind-the-scenes role in 1978 in the military coup, which, by the way, around the same year he was over in East Timor doing the same thing, and other places as well. This guy would... Anybody that likes Henry Kissinger needs their head checked. And I'm being very kind when I say that. Kissinger's top deputy on Latin America, William Rogers, told him two days after the coup that we've got to expect a fair amount of repression, probably a good deal of blood, in Argentina before too long because, you know, Got kind of to have your blood sacrificed, especially if you're a bunch of Luciferians and Satanists.
4: And of course, we can go into that if you want.
1: Operation Condor. Ironically, a major trial op- opened up in Buenos Aires on March 5, 2013, a week prior to Cardinal Begulio, uh investiture as Pontiff, or Pontiffus Maximus. I wonder why they chose him. Maybe he's willing to do wicked, enough wicked things, huh? The ongoing trial of Buenos Aires is to consider the totality of crimes carried out under the Operation Condor a coordinated campaign by various U.S.-backed Latin American dictatorships in the 1970s and 1980s to hunt down, torture, and murder tens of thousands of opponents of those regiments. For further details, see Operation Condor trial on Latin American redemption and assassination program. So we call it redemption and fascination there I'm, by <clears throat> looks like uh, Peter Corn and Carlos Asorio. And then he has a link there. It's not links to this article, so if you do open it up, you it will be worth your time because there's more places to go with it. That has this classified article. Uh, the classified State Department, of Washington, D.C., and then it seems to say A.R. is it ABR or AVR? ARA, want to report July military regime of the Southern Khan of South Africa sees himself as embattled. In response, uh, on one side by international Marxist. It's and You can't trust anything. Everything's Marxist. Everything was, everything that did, anything that was opposed to the Roman Catholic, uh, Holy, Papal, Roman Empire, and quote unquote this country, everything was freaking just, it was, all, it was all communist. Even though there's people that were just trying to free themselves from the enslavement, the poverty of Latin America.
3: coming I mean to a, home, a theater near
1: you, right, or a home near you, or a country near you, or the country you live in, right? In response, they are banding together in what may well significant, significantly uh, must be, or may well become a political block of some cohesiveness, but more significantly, they are joining forces to eradicate subversions in one that is increasingly translated into non-violent from the left and center. So, the security forces of the Southern Khan, have established Condor to find and kill terrorists of the Revolutionary Coordinating Community (laughs) So if you have a coordinated community, so I know people who are fighting GMOs. In this country, just a snap of a Now you are a communist, therefore a terrorist, and therefore we get rid of you. They call us a silly fool like me, who has a silly little show, a terrorist. Even though all I'm doing is sharing your history, your truth, their truth they dangerous,
0: isn't
1: it? The military junta led by General Orde Videla left was responsible for countless assassinations, including priests and nuns who opposed military rule following the CIA-sponsored March twenty-fourth, 1978 coup, which overthrew the government of Is- uh, uh, Isabel is that, okay. Uh, v- Vidal was among the generals convicted of human rights crimes, including disappearances. I don't know what to call them. I like to call them disappearances. And you find out later that he took them in helicopters, took them over the ocean, and just dumped them out and called them disappearances. I
3: wonder how many other times that's happened. In
4: other situations, is it possible? I know you want to go there. With
3: 9/11, but it certainly is possible, isn't it? With 9/11.
1: Fidela was among the generals. uh, Fidela was sentenced to life imprisonment at a military prison in Magdalena.
3: Wall Street and the
1: neoliberal economic agenda. One of the key appointments of the military junta on the instruction of Wall Street was. The Minister of, Economic, of Economy, jo- José Jose Alfredo Martínez uh, de, de Jose uh, a member of the Argentinian Business Establishment and a close friend of uh, David Rockefeller. Mars. Neoliberal macroeconomic policy package adopted under Martínez was a carbon copy of that imposed in October of 1973, and I'm sorry if I kind of skipped it. Martinez de because I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. De jose is D E H O Z.
2: De Hoz,
1: de Oz, maybe it's Martinez Diaz, That's probably what it is. Uh, in Chile by uh, Pinochet dictatorship under advice from Chicago Boys. The Chicago Boys following the September 11th, September 11th, 1973 coup d'état. Uh, the assassination of the president Salvador Allende. And like i mentioned before, they sure like their coup d'états. Because with coup d'etats, you can rearrange the story to be just about anything. Wages were immediately frozen by decree. Real, real purchasing power collapsed by more than 30% in the three months following the March twenty-fourth, 1976 military coup. Authors estimate Cadoga, Argentina, July 1976, Argentinian population was impoverished. Under the helm of the Minister of Economy, Jose Alfredo Martinez Diaz, central bank monetary policy was largely determined by Wall Street and IMF.
3: I wonder why the IMF is located.
1: The currency market was manipulated, and uh, peso was deliberately over. The peso was was deliberately overvalued, leading to an insurmountable external debt. The entire national economy precipitated into bankruptcy. It takes. As little as that, folks. As little as that. Wall Street and the Catholic Church hierarchy. Wall Street was firmly behind the military junta, which waged the dirty war on its behalf. In turn, the Catholic Church hierarchy played a central role in sustaining the legitimacy of the military
3: junta. Now, remember. There's Wall Street, but who runs Wall Street? <clears throat>
1: Certainly not a separate entity in itself. Somebody has to control that. Who's running that? And uh, if you think it's the United States government, then you have to explain the behavior that's been going on for the past three, four decades.
4: They sure uh, don't do a very good job of running it, do they?
3: I think it's reversed, isn't it? The Order of Jesus, of course, which
1: is the, which represented the conservative yet most influential faction on the Catholic Church, and uh, also the, the Order of Jesus is, of course, the Jesuits, mostly associated with Argentina's economic elites, was firmly behind the military junta uh, junta against so-called leftists in the uh, Piran Nessa movement. The dirty war allegations directed against Cardinal Jorge Mario Bogoglio condemning the military dictatorship including its human rights violations, was a taboo within the Catholic Church. While the upper echelon of the Church were supportive of the military junta, the grassroots of the Church was firmly opposed to the imposition of military rule. Ah, so see, there is this class distinction in the Roman Catholic Church. They have an upper echelon. Enchelon, echelon, and then the rest of people, just the way they want the world to be. You want to know what the world, New World Order is going to be about? Check out the social, political, the structure, the leadership structure, the church structure of the Roman Catholic Church, and you will know what the goals are. And I imagine you could probably talk to any of the average Argentinian yeah? He lived back then and through all that. He's still alive. And I'll tell you what it's all about. In 2005, human rights lawyer uh, M. Bergman filed a criminal suit against Cardinal Jorge Bergoglio, or Bergoglio accusing him of conspiring with the Milita Junta in a 1976 kidnapping of two Jesuit priests. Several years later, the survivors of the Dirty War openly accused Cardinal Jorge Bergoglio of uh, complicity in the kidnapping of priest Francisco Y. Orlando, you, uh, this must be priests. It must be the Y must be like separation and uh, Orlando Yorio as well six members of their parish. And this was an article in 2010 in the Almondo. And on the left Jorge Mario Bergoglio and General. L'Ore Videla Bergoglio, who at the time was provincial of the Society of Jesus, had ordered the two leftist Jesuit priests and opponents of the military rule to leave their pastoral work, i.e., they were fired, following divisions within the Society of Jesus regarding the rules of the Catholic Church and its relations to the military junta. While two priests, Francisco Zelax and Orlando Yorio, kidnapped by the death squads in May of 1976 were released five months later, after having been tortured, six other people associated with their parents kidnapped as, as part of the same operation were disappeared.
3: And I cannot say it in
1: Spanish, so I won't try. I wonder if Wake is good in Spanish. Uh, these uh, included four uh, teachers associated with the parish and two of their husbands. Upon his release, priest Orlando Yorio accused Ber- Ber- Bergoglio of effectively handing them over. Including six other people to the desk was. Jean Lex, uh, oh, oh, I, th- I think it's Jean Lex, I said pronounce it, refused to discuss the complaint after moving into seclusion in a German monastery. <laughs> I imagine so. I trying to get away from that place. And, of course, he was still under the control of the church. During the first trial of leaders uh, of the military junta in 1985, Yorio declared, I am sure that he himself gave over the list with our names to the Navy. Two were taken to the notorious Navy School of Merchants which we learned about in the video, the ESMA tortured center and held for over five months before being drugged and dropped in a town outside the city. T. Bill Van Auken, the Dirty War Pope, World Socialist Website and Global Research, March 14, uh, 2013. Among those disappeared, in quotes, by death squads were Monica Candelaria uh, Mignon and Maria Marta Vescu Ocampo. And I apologize for for desecrating these people's names. They certainly deserve more respect than this. Uh, respectively, daughter of the founder of Cells Central de Estudio Legos y Socials, and M.O. Vignan and, and daughter of the president of Madras de Plaza de Mayo, Martha and de D uh Ah. Maria Marta Bescu, her husband Cesar Lugans, T. Pitcher Wright, and Monica uh, Candelaria Migno allegedly hand over to Desquad by Jesuit provincial Jorge Mario Bergoglio, Pope Francis. Among the thousands of disappeared. I think it's desaparecidos of Argentina's dirty war, which was supported covertly by Washington's under Operation Condor. In the course of the trial, it is initiated In 2005, Bergoglio Pope Francis I twice invoked his right under Argentine law to refuse to appear in the open court, and when he eventually did testify in 2010, his answers were of his his Jesuit priests. Excuse me, his answers were effasive, like a Jesuit priest, huh? (laughs) At least two cases directly involved Bergoglio, one examined the torture of two of his Jesuit priests, Orlando Urio and Francisco Gelex, who were kidnapped okay, in 1976 from the slums where they advocated liberation theology. Urio accused Bergoglio of effectively handing them over to death squads by declaring. Are declining to tell the regime that he endorsed their work.
4: The Secret
1: Memorandum. The military government acknowledged in a secret memo uh, uh, that, for, uh, that Father Bergoglio had accused the two priests of having established contacts with the. Gorillillos, or guerrillas, I should say, probably is probably the trying to say, Have, for having disobeyed the orders of the church hierarchy, conflicto de obediencia. It also states that the Jesuit order had demanded the dissolution of these group, of this their group, and that they had refused to abide to Bergoglio's instructions. The document acknowledges that the arrest of the two priests who were taken to the torture and detention center of the Naval School of Mechanics. Anyway, so why do to keep on talking about these two priests. Well, you know, it, the important theme in all this is that no one's safe from these people. Even Jesuits aren't safe from Jesuits. The more wicked they are, the more evil they are, the more likely they're the ones in charge, and the ones who have any sense of their humanity left in them are the ones who are a threat to the Jesuit order and to the uh, uh, hierarchy of the Rome, of Roman Catholic Church. While a former member of the priest group had joined the insurgency, there was no evidence of the priests having contacts with the guerrilla movement. And then it has a memo there. All the communions for the dictators. The accusations directed against Bergoglio regarding the two kidnapped Jesuit priests and six members of their parish are but the tip of the iceberg. While Bergoglio was an important figure in the Catholic Church, he was certainly not alone in supporting the military junta. According to lawyer Miriam Bergman, Bergoglio's own statements proved church officials knew from early on that the junta was torturing, killing its citizens, and yet publicly endorsed the dictators. The dictatorship could not have operated this way without this key support. It's Los Angeles Times, April 1st, 2005. Image of the right of General Yohoi Vadilla takes communion. Date and names of the priest unconfirmed. Uh, the entire Catholic hierarchy was behind the U.S.-sponsored military dictatorship. It is worth recalling that on March 23rd, In 1976, on the eve of the military coup, Nadila and other plotters received the blessings of Archbishop of uh, Parana Alfado Torotolo, who also served as vicar of the armed forces Hmm. the day of the takeover itself. Military leaders had a lengthy meeting with leaders of the bishops' conference. As he emerged from the meeting, Archbishop Tortolo stated that although the church has its own specific mission, there are circumstances in which it cannot refrain from participating even when it is a matter of problems related to the specific order of the state. He urged Argentinians to cooperate in a positive way Cooperate in a positive way. How many times have you heard of that before? And what does that actually mean? Cooperate in a positive way. What they mean is a compliant way. Don't rock the boat. Just do what you're told. And maybe you'll survive this. The new with the new government. In an interview conducted by Al Sur, General Adelia, Videla, who is now serving a life sentence for crimes against humanity, confirmed that he kept the country's Catholic hierarchy informed about his regime policy and, dis- and disappearings, political opponents, and that the Catholic leaders offered advice on how to manage the policy. And of course, that makes all the sense in the world because you're now talking about Jesuits, you're talking about the Inquisition, you're talking about hundreds and hundreds of years, over a thousand plus years of killing people mercilessly.
3: Isn't that sweet of them to do that? That they would be so kind as to consult the general.
1: And that guy now is the Pope. Francis I, and everybody loves him to death, even though they haven't heard a damn thing the man said, though they'll believe it, and they'll swear it up and down, because they read a headline somewhere,
4: and they know what the man stands for.
1: He advised us on about manner the manner in which to deal with the situations of Vadelia. Uh uh Jorge Vidalia said that he had many conversations with Argentina, primate Cardinal Raul Francisco uh prima Primatista not that's how he pronounce his name, about his regime, dirty war against left-wing activists. Just basically, you can call that anybody who doesn't agree with you and the Roman Catholic Church and the Roman Catholic regime, you can call them left-wing activists. Because right-wing is Roman Catholic. And you can look that one up yourself. I've already shared that on the show. You can look it up yourself. It's, uh, quote unquote universally recognized as Roman Catholic.
4: It is noteworthy that according to a
1: nineteen seventy six statement by Archbishop Alfredo or Adolfo excuse me uh Tortolo, the military would always consult with the member with a member of the Catholic hierarchy in the case of the arrest of grassroots members of the clergy, this statement was made specifically in relation to two kidnaps. Okay. I wonder what they said about just average Joes like us. I guess we don't matter, do we? We're the laity. We're the ones that they exploit. We're nothing but dog and cattle and, or chattel. Uh, the profane And you thought that that was some new esoteric secret knowledge. So, part of the
3: mystery schools.
1: You are the profane, and guess who says it is? It's the Roman Catholic hierarchy, and the mystery schools and everybody else don't meet a hill of beans. Squat. Because they're run by the Roman Catholic Church and they're run by the Jesuits. And so your mystery school nonsense can go straight out the window.
3: Your Gnostic
1: nonsense. And if you're pushing that stuff still to this day, on the internet and everything, either you're paid something, disinformant, whatever you are or you are truly one of the dumbest people on the planet.
3: You still buy into all that.
1: The Mystery School has always been the same thing. You have the priest class, the hierarchical structure, the upper echelon, the ruling class, the ruling elite, ruling the rest of us. And their job is to lie to you, deceive you, murder you, rob you, do all sorts of things. That's your mystery school.
4: There's nothing else to it.
1: It's called the the, uh, Nicolaitans. The Church of the Nicolaitans. All right? The priests conquer the laity. That's it. Does it matter by hook or by crook? It doesn't matter. All ends justify the means. And the article goes on and on and on, more and more and more things. But, you know, we spend about an hour or 15 minutes. And if you haven't got the point and the gist of it, you can keep on keeping on lit, reading more. Paul uh, um, Francis' role in Argentina, Dirty Role Interview. That would be an interesting one. Uh, maybe we can play the audio clips as well if I want to. We'll see audio. I don't think I'm going to, I think that's enough. If you want to learn more, there's tons of, well, I do tons, but there's enough information out there that you want to know. They have done a very good job. Of suppressing the information, and there, uh, as you heard in the, uh, that interview, while well, uh, Pope Francis was being sworn in, and mm-hmm. there was a major court case going on in Argentina. Now, why did they? Why did they choose this guy? Is the real question. They got this nonsense going on. Uh, guess too, if you want to go back in a while uh, and re-listen to the show, you missed a lot of good stuff. I had a recording um, that you would be uh, be worth your time to listen to. So
3: you've missed an awful lot. It looks
1: like uh, you definitely weren't here for the first 20 minutes to half an hour. Not that I'm chastising you or anything, because it really—that's that's the way it goes in this situation. But the first half of an hour there is a recording, and an interview that goes into much more depth with uh, James Colbert of Colbert Reports about this matter, and it's worth listening to. And I think I'm done for this uh, topic. Uh, it's a very disturbing topic. It really is a great disappointment. I got a picture of uh, Bergoglio, the uh, <clears throat> walking hand, you know, right, right beside this dictator general that was responsible for killing thirty to forty thousand individuals, <clears throat> tortured, killed, disappeared, as you'd like to call, uh, flown out to the the ocean and dropped off. Uh, taking mothers and uh, the babies away from their mothers and then killing the mothers, or vice versa, acting an awful lot like the Jesuits and their
3: inquisitions, and
1: that's not a stretch of the imagination. For we know that the Jesuits, the Jesuits are still in power. There was only a short little time period where the Church kind of. I guess, kind of, officially recognized the disbandment of the of the um, Inquisition, but it was a very short last. It was less than, a, what, 20, 30, 40 years? I don't know how long it was, but it was some time. I believe right after War II, and shortly thereafter, it was reinstated. So, at least for the past 30-plus years, the Inquisition has been reinstated. 40 years, maybe. So if you look back, it's 1915, what's 30 years. They reinstated the Inquisition right when they started this Inquisition Argentina in
3: 1976. I'll be
1: darned. Practice running, if you will. Got to, you know, work out those muscles, right? You got to keep... practicing it you can't just you know do it and then stop doing it you know what I mean uh, uh, what do they say practice makes perfect right so anyways if you want to learn more about this read this download this article spend the time maybe guess 2 you're there I'll send it to you if you want to download it real fast <coughs>
4: or whatever you can
3: reach
1: that. You can go down and watch the video if you do if you want to. And um listen to this recording again or read the article. So I've been going at it now for an hour and 20 minutes. And I think I've had enough talking about this one issue. A lot of it is just repetition over and over again. Um I can look at for more articles in the future and do another episode. Maybe we'll do part two or something like that. But yeah, uh, Pope Francis, his past really does need to be brought out in the front. Uh, his connection with the uh, uh, that part of the region that even when he was the you know there uh, in the leadership roles there in the Jesuits and then as cardinal and that northern part of Argentina, they still had and still do, I believe, to this day, reduction camps. But I know back then they still did. In fact, they had the largest number of reduction camps in the world at that time. So, obviously, this man's been chosen to be the Pope because of his knowledge and expertise and his experience, experience that apparently European uh, popes haven't had for, for a while, so it was a political necessity to actually get a pope from the latin americas to share up support for the papacy and drum up sympathy and support for their next move for as anyone knows the papacy is a political organization now we want i want to go back to what uh, david nicao said a uh, little thing on Facebook and we'll check it out. Let's we'll see all the titles the Pope has. Second Thessalonians 2, 4 says, Who opposes and souls himself above all that is called God and that is worshipped so that he as God sitteth and the temple of God showing himself that he is God. Titles of the Pope, which confirm that the office of the papacy stands as Antichrist, as he is the man of sin, the son of perdition. Here are some of his titles Most divine of all heads. Holy father of fathers. Pontiff supreme over prelates. Overseer of the Christian religion. No, he's not. Pastor of pastors. Christian by unction. No, he's not. Abraham by, uh, what is this, the Patriarchate. Uh, Melchizedek in order. Moses in authority. Samuel in judicial office. High priest of supreme bishop. Heir of the apostles Peter and power. Key bearer of the kingdom of heaven. Pontiff anointed by uh, platitude of power. Vicar of Christ. Vicar of the Son of God. Sovereign priest. Head of all holy churches. Now these are all all quotes. Chief of the Universal Church, Bishop of Bishops, Ruler of the House of the Lord, Apostolic Lord, and Father of Fathers, Chief Pastor and Teacher, Physician of the Souls, Rock Against Which the Proud Gates of Hell Prevail Not, Infallible Pope, Head of All the Holy Priests of God. Some additional info on some of the names, Pontius Maximus is a papal title meaning in Latin, Chief Bridge Maker between earth and heaven. However, Jesus Christ is the only one who can claim this title because no man cometh unto the Father but by me. John fourteen six, this was a title of the Roman Caesars and of the Roman Emperors of Paganism. So not only does the uh Pontius Maximus, his papal title meaning the chief bridge-killer, bridge-killer, might as well be, bridge-maker, he also says he's the vicar of Christ. So not only does he say he's Christ, but he also says that he's the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. This is, this is how wacky the whole situation is, folks. Any of you just have the slightest understanding of Scripture should understand what I'm saying is blasphemous, and this is what blasphemy is. And if you accept and call them this, any of these titles, you are being blasphemous. Yes, even to the Holy Spirit, apparently. Because you're calling a man the Holy Spirit instead of the Holy Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit? he's part of the Godhead, and the Pope has never been part of the Godhead. Holy Father is a title of Pope claims for himself. However, the title occurs only once in the Bible, and is used when Jesus addresses his Heavenly Father in his great prayer before his betrayal and arrest and crucifixion. Father is a title of every Roman Catholic priest claims for himself, except and expects to be called while he uh, molests and sodomizes young boys and girls and commits all sorts of atrocities like Satanic sacrifices, which in my own town, there was a big case a couple of years ago about that, about a priest practicing and exercising Satanic rituals and killing nuns and other people. Did you know about that? And by the way, that's just one case out of numerous cases.
4: That's in Ohio.
1: That's not in Argentina. And people think somehow that because we live in the United States of America that somehow we're exempt to all of this. And when they do lay the hammer down on us, they'll blame it on us and say it's because, see, you all became a bunch of apostates you should have actually listened to the Pope.
4: That's what's going to happen.
1: And it won't matter if you're Protestant or Catholic or Muslim or Hindu or an atheist. It won't matter. They will choose who they will torture, maim, and mutilate. And if they feel in any way that you're getting in the way of their agenda, you're worthy of it,
3: of being tortured, murdered,
1: raped, sodomized, Quartered, have your eyes gouged out, be
4: flayed—all
1: uh, sorts of wonderful things. I sort of get the understanding, of the idea that why is such a big idea that I'm belly aching about the fact that the Pope is coming? Will
3: anybody
4: share this with anybody else? I hope so. I could go on with this, but I think it's good enough, so.
1: All right, guest two, take care, and God bless.
0: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?